Hi, everybody. This is Charlie Guarino. Welcome to another edition of Tech Talk SMB. Today, I am sitting with none other than Mr. Scott Forsty, the business architect of DB2-4i. And I have to tell you, Scott, it is such a treat to uh, be sitting here with you and having this chat. Uh, welcome to our podcast today. Well, thank you very much, Charlie. And hello, listeners. It's just a, it's always a delight to be around Charlie. I think many of us know why that is. He's such a uh, generous and happy person. So I always feel um, a certain amount of energy around you. So thanks for having me as a guest. Um, good, good to cross paths yet again. And let's have a good podcast. Great. Thanks for that. Thank you for that, Scott. So Scott, let, let's just start with your title. I think some people, as well known as you are, in mm -hmm. this industry, I think I think it's a fair thing because business architect, while that while that's an interesting title, I think it gets somehow gets lost in translation. What exactly does the business architect do, and what other things are you doing with IBM right now? You're right to conclude that it's sufficiently vague. A business architect can do whatever they want to do, so that's that's one thing I love about my job. Uh, but in seriousness, I lead the database development team. I'm from IBM. I'm from Rochester, Minnesota. You know the the famous uh, blue buildings and all that are, are ones I know very well. Um, our de database development team is just just amazing to work with. So the, the reason I love going to work is working with them and then working with people like yourselves and our clients, of course, just just is the sort of thing that feeds me. That's what I love to do and see the see that smile on the client's face at the end of the day and an amazing client experience. What do I do? Well, I decide everything that the database team is going to be working on. Um, I'm there for clients if they are in a bind or um, need some some help. I I'm an active programmer. I've written most of the things you find in SysTools. I do I go um, beyond the database, um, working on architecting and delivering IBMI services. I'm I'm involved in every service that gets created, SQL service that gets created. I have my my fingerprints are on them. Sometimes I'll I'm known for a certain flair of testing. If people want to see if their code really works, they give me a call and I un unleash the dragon on it. Um, I even work with things like Navigator for I, browser technology, ACS. These are some of my favorite tools, and I I'm invested in them, Charlie. I work on improving them every week. Wow, so that that's quite a resume you have there. But it's uh, it's it's incredible to me all the different tasks that you're responsible for. Certainly, you're not, you're, you're not doing it all by yourself because the team oh, no. is is so broad. But we have a, we have a great team, like I said, um, yeah. and kudos to them for the, the incredible um, things that we're bringing to the marketplace. And I, I've had clients note to me, Charlie, they say, wow, it really seems like you're accelerating the pace. I'm like, yes, that is part of my strategy. Deliver what clients want, respond to those ideas. And we're we get the second most ideas of any part of IBMI. And, you know, it's part of my goal. So let's see how much we can do. Um, in the space where clients would benefit, small, medium, large, let, let's get a bunch of them done. I think that's really awesome, Scott. So Scott, the reason why I invited you here today is because we were together recently at a conference and one of the topics we were, we were having was about music. And, oh, yeah. And more specifically about records and even more specifically about vinyl albums. 
which is uh, maybe mm-hmm. a, a lost a lost um, thing of you know maybe, maybe a relic of our past, but but it's not really the case. Obviously, there's been a big resurgence in vinyl records, mm-hmm. so I think um, even today's generation can make can associate with this. But one of the things in particular that we were talking about was B sides, and what I mean by that is we we know that when we when an artist releases a a, an album, for example, you get to hear in the old days anyway, you get to hear the what he calls the you know, the a the a songs, if you will. And there's something about a vinyl record that's different than digital music and technology. And that is that you know you can touch and feel it. You can listen to it in the sequence that the artist had intended, for example. But right. of course, and then there's there's this topic of um songs being released as singles and then on the single there on the other side would be the b-side and i've I, I did a little research on this and the, and the b-side were typically the bonus tracks or i hate to use the word throwaway track but, but bonus tracks things that didn't quite make the album well they were pressing a 45 uh rpm record and they wanted to release it so they would get play on radio but it would just be tragic if you had the other side blank so they started Okay, well, artists, we need some song to put on the other side, the B side, as you said, um, and that was that was fun for the listener because you 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 had this little bonus, this little extra thing that you got to discover that wasn't on radio right away, and sometimes those those um, those songs became very well known songs. I'm so glad you said that, Scott, because <laughs> I also did some research on that very point. And I think you have as well. And mm-hmm. I've, identif- I've identified a couple of B-sides. And when you hear these titles, you say it, it, it gives you pause. And you say, wait, a second, I didn't know that. How could that possibly be a B-side? That song is as popular as any of those exactly. songs in my entire catalog in my mind. This song, how could it possibly be an, a, a B-side? Should we compare our lists? Let's compare lists. So I want okay. to, we'll go one for one. How's that? Okay. Yeah. I have four. Okay. I've got four as well. Okay, great. So you go first. <laughs> okay, so so the first one, and uh, this is one I, I think everybody knows, and even if you're not a fan of of this group, um, you enjoy this song at sporting venues. Um, Queen with "We Will Rock You." <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Well, then I'm down to three now. But okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I might have have a match on yours. Let's see. Okay, so one that's I I I, I go back to the '60s first with mine, and it's "Unchained Melody." By the oh, brothers, who would okay. have, who would have thunk that that was a, a B side? It's it's so popular, and anybody who's seen the movie Ghost can relate to that song. I love that one, but it's not on my list. There you go. So we have so a- my my next one, Charlie is I and I grew up listening to the music my mom chose. So it was things like Simon and Garfunkel and the Beatles. Sure, and and I just love those those artists even to this day. But when I looked at this, Revolution from the Beatles was a B-side. It was a bonus track. And that song is just amazing on just so many different levels. But but the thing I love most about that song is when John Lennon just like screams. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it's part of the song, but it's, it's just something I really treasure. Revolution. That's not, that's not on my list. So there you okay. go. All right. So the next one on my list goes back to 1969. And that is, you can't always get what you want by the Rolling Stones. Yeah, you nailed one on my list. There okay, I'm, I'm down to my last one. So wh- why do you like that one, Charlie? Well, because like so many things in life, especially in music, 
you know, it, when you hear these songs, they always just bring you back to a certain moment in time, maybe even to when the first time you heard that particular song, you, you it really just, you, you're immediately, you're immediately, you know, um, transported back to that moment in time, you know, and maybe there was something extra special happening in your life at that time, whatever it happens to be. And you can remember where you were, what you were doing, who you were with, even the the, the smells, the sights, the sounds, mm-hmm. everything about it. And that's that's really to me the magic of of music in general, that that it, it can do all those things for. So us. it's evocative for you. For for my part, the the Rolling Stones, you can't always get what you what you want, just reminded me on some of the best art that I've ever um experienced in a lot of its music. It it tells you something that when you hear it, you know that's true. Yeah, yeah. I that that is spot on. And and they're right. You can't always get what you want. So my last one, Charlie, is, um, and I love this band, and it might be surprising, but there's no vocals usually. Booker T and the MGs, Green Onions wasn't on the A side. Green Onions, uh, dear listeners, was on the B side. And I would love Green Onions when I was at the roller skating rink. And they'd put that on. Oh, man, everybody got off off, off, off their seats and got onto the, the rink and started skating. Wow, well, that's not on my list. So we are. Uh, I, I'm surprised that we don't have more than are matching. So my final one goes back to 1970, and it's "Color My World" by Chicago. There you go. That's an excellent one. I love that band, but that is not one of my favorite Chicago songs. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I love it because it just you know it was such a unique a unique um, composition of of musicians you know with big brass and everything else. So I think it was. A, Anyway, they were a big part of my uh, my growing up anyway. but They were truly amazing. Yeah, I agree. I, agree. I absolutely agree. So, so I, this was a fun exercise, by the way. I really, I really <laughs> enjoyed this. And I also happen to know that you you actually happen to have another favorite band. And it's actually called B-Side. If well, I... B-Side is, is the name of a track. And now, now, now we're talking about... Um, a recently released piece of work, not something from some years ago, Krungbin. And it's hard to pronounce. It's even harder to spell. But they, if you if you look on your Spotify or whatever your favorite app is and look for B-side, they have a song out right now. I think I sent it to you, Charlie. Um, it's got a groove. Leon Bridges sings on it. So again, it's kind of like a shout out back to the Booker T and the MGs because the band Krungbin is just instrumental. But sometimes they they team up with a vocal artist, and then this is one of those cases. I did listen to the track you recommended, "Texas Moon." I think it's called "Texas Moon." Is another one of their songs. It's just amazing. Uh, but B side is the B side. <laughs> you see how much we can learn about each other, even uh, uh-huh. however many years you know uh, you're my friend, Scott. I think we still continue to amaze each other, which <laughs> which <laughs> this is one of the great things about this whole community in general. That you know. We we're people are friends, they're friendly, oh. and it's just it just it speaks volumes. Do you, do you know my favorite New York pizza? Your favorite? In fact, I think I do. I think your favorite. I think you do. Pizza, I think it's called Grandma's Pizza. That's right. See, yeah. you know, you know me well. I do know you well. Anybody who who has the pleasure of a Charlie Tudor, make sure you get a grandma slice. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, Scott, this was very fun to do this so thank you everybody for joining us on our podcast and uh join us us again this is the uh the other side of the ibmi community but but seriously this there's a real 
meaning behind this little discussion that we're having, Scott. And that is, as we started saying, we talk about one of the of the new release of IBMI 7.5, which was announced in May of this very year, 2022. And there are some very big hitters on in that release. And the one that comes mm-hmm. to my mind, well, the, the few that come to my mind immediately are DB2 Mirror, certainly, um, new security features, many new database features, and of course, Merlin. Which Merlin, is, yeah, has been getting a lot of a lot of press, a lot of attention, a lot of Ra- a lot of radio play, a lot of radio play. Yes, <laughs> exactly, a lot of radio, yeah. and sure. r- rightfully so, rightfully right. so. Right, exactly. Um, it's uh, in the top forty. In fact, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Casey. Casey, yeah, and keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching but, for the stars. Reaching for the stars, but you, but. Like so many other, or like probably all the releases of IBMI in particular, and like many other albums that we talked about, there's always a B-side, the bonus tracks. Mm-hmm. And these are the ones that, yeah, so even though we did announce, uh, we did discuss a couple of the, the ones that that were, uh, uh, maybe even have overshadowed the main release. There are many features that have come out as part of 7.5 initially, or maybe more recently as part of the technology refresh. Which, yeah. is, which, which will be generally available in December, right? And that was really the that was a driving force of our discussion today because I think that there are so many different things in seven five, and these things, while they're equally as important in my view, are not getting potentially the um, the the fair play that they might should be uh, they should be getting because of the the other larger hitters. And I, I'll name a couple, and then okay, I'll, I'll and, and I'd like you to expand on them. And the other thing that I always find curious, Scott, and um, as a speaker, I hear this, and I when I, I hear, but more I hear it from IBM developers themselves. And what that is is they they know what what's available in a new release, for example, and yet they'll go to a conference and they'll hear the attendees speaking either directly to the speaker or amongst themselves and how they're using these new features in their shops in ways that were never re- either originally intended to or just as part of the creative process are, are, are bending these things perhaps and, and making maybe even new uses out of them well beyond the original scope, and I, and which I think is wonderful, by the way. But mm-hmm. I think that's a curious thing, uh, which I really love. So the ones that, that I... Point that I put I pointed out by myself here. The ones that I'm getting excited about are like, for example, the, the geospatial ones. I think that I think they got some real value. So I'm I'm going to leave it there and I'm going to hand the mic back over to you. And looking to what are the geospatial? What what does that even mean? And how how might we be using them? Okay, so for that that topic, geospatial functions are um, Watson IBM Watson research technology that they've created. So it's industry leading technology for this, this endeavor of understanding where um, objects are located on the earth and how they relate to other objects. You can, you can compare and contrast individual objects, or you can do what's um, known as creating regions that are based upon different points. And, um, it goes back to that geometry we all learned way back when, um, being able to have polygons and and other uh, geometrical shapes where you compare and contrast. Do they cover each other? Do they intersect? Do they do they not intersect? 
how do we put this in terms of um, data and DB2i and computing where it might have some, have have some business value? So the the elevator pitch, as it were, would be um, most clients on IBMI the data sitting on that IBMI is the artifact of their business. And the artifacts of their business many times include um, addresses for different reasons. And the addresses can be converted into a, a latitude and longitude points. So places on the earth. So the data is just sitting there and ripe and ready for geospatial analytical study. So Oh, we're almost at the third floor. So I gotta I gotta get off the elevator at that one. So what is the client? Why why should they care about geospatial analytics? Well, leading technology in the industry. And guess what? You'll own it. It'll be built into DB2. No upcharge, no um license you have to acquire and, and administer, no moving data. You know, it's something you'll own. So I want you to know about it and hopefully get some value out of it. And if I had a fleet of trucks, for example, this would be something I would, I would be very interested in using, perhaps, and learning more it, about. It, it, it's a natural fit for that, Charlie. I agree with you. You know, whether whether in that industry of moving auto parts or whatever industry you're in, it, look to think think about cases where places on the earth might be relevant and interesting to study. Um, you know, trucking, a truck is about to arrive at a location is just an obvious one. It's within five kilometers or three miles, you know, send a text to your counterpart to that so that they know it's right almost there. You know, you, we can accelerate these things. I've seen clients talk about being able to do analysis of different, of regions of a country and understand where their competition is located and where they're not located. Um, maybe, maybe use it that way. One of the clever things, and like you said, we're surprised and I, I, I join you with this thing. I'm surprised and delighted to hear what people, their creativity on using the technology. A gentleman in the UK wants to outfit 2 million cows with RFIDs and um, use this to track information about the cows in their business. It's a dairy business. Um, I didn't expect to hear that. <laughs> But pretty exciting stuff. That is exciting. You know, based on what you've just said, Scott, it I think in a year or two or in, in some short span of time, we're going to be wondering to ourselves why this isn't another B-side. This is going to be this is going to surprise us as, as a B-side. It, it very well could be. Yeah. So just to wrap it up, it's it's going to be free, right? It's no charge. It's just a matter of deciding to do something in this space. Whereas you could have done geospatial before with IBMI, but you probably had to move the data. So that's a risk and you have to do some extra work to move it. And Marshall, you have to set up someplace that's moving to, and then you have to acquire software um, of a vendor of products perhaps, or build your own. So that's an investment to be able to do the calculations. And a lot of those treat the earth like it's flat, which is incorrect as we all know, but you didn't have something better. Well, Watson's is better. It, it takes into account that the, that the earth is not uh, two-dimensional. Right. That's completely true. All right. Well, that, so that's a, a great a great start of the B-side conversation. Another one of the announcements that really caught my attention also was the Boolean, uh, the, the ability mm -hmm. to, to um, handle Boolean values. That, that, that to me is yet another game changer and, and can really have, a, in, my, in my opinion, a, a profound effect on how you design and how you how you design code going forward. What can you tell us about the Boolean data types? 
So the the Boolean support, I'll even broaden it to support, is in IBM i7-5, like Charlie said. And it's all about thinking um, in the language of true and false. True and false would be Boolean. And um, it's high time that we got into the database. I, I'm aware you know, that we you know, was lacking. I'm so happy we were able to fit it in. It was a huge effort, Charlie. We had to touch every language, every compiler, every command, every you know, everything that relates to data. When you add a new data type, it's it's a it's a big challenge. Um, we went the extra mile. We also extended our JSON support within SQL to be able to publish and shred Boolean. So uh, clients can move up to seven five, and they can. Uh, discard the previous to Boolean technologies like the ones and zeros implementation of representing true and false to something that actually is true and false. We There's some bonuses along the way. We've added in a bunch of uh, built-in functions and aggregate functions and constants. We even extended the queries to have the language of Boolean. So you can have a where clause that doesn't, ha doesn't have a this equal that. It can just say where this. Um, so different query support is also available all at 7.5. I think that's, uh, and I, I stand by what I said. I think this is a, a real game changer in how we're going to be using our applications. And, 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 you know, along with that whole idea, Scott, you know, there's this whole theme that IBM has. It's the let's create theme, right? Mm -hmm. Let's create, you know, in fact, to extend that, let's create a new level of integrated simplicity. And I really agree with that. One of the things that, I know is in discussion in many shops is from the ground up how APIs have completely changed application development as a whole. And certainly there have been enhancements to IWS certainly. And, but the ones that really um, get capture my attention are the, are the new services or the or ones that have been enhanced because mm -hmm. in, that, in that area, you know, there, there were the days I'm, and I'm sure you can speak to it. There were days when SQL was largely regard, regarded as a pure database language, structured query language. But today, mm -hmm. what SQL is doing, what IBM is doing with SQL, has is there's and, and not only that, but the speed in which new services keep coming out is really just mind-boggling to me. So, what what can you say about some of the new IBM i services and, mm -hmm. and how people might be using them in their shops? Um, so, a couple of things. First. I've been there for the entire trip. I was there at the start and I was pushing this, this topic of using SQL as an alternative to tried and true um, methods. And I have to tell you, Charlie, the, the first year or two was pretty tough. There, there weren't a lot of people buying into it. They were like, why is this guy pushing SQL? That's for the database people. Um, I'm in ops. I'm in admin. I'm in you know security. This is not for me. Um, Flash forward to where we are today, everybody's using it. And the ideas for the next set of things that we should provide, whether they're, like you said, enhancements or um, a service that doesn't exist anywhere in the operating system today, they keep coming. I, I see them almost every day, certainly every week. Um, and they're, they're a joy to work on because you can see what clients achieve with them. Um, I like to automate as much as I can. I, I, I think, think the SQL provides the opportunity to um, have hyper automation of topics because there's so much power within the language of SQL. Um, so you combine SQL with operating system and you can accomplish amazing things. 
Yeah, I mean, one that one that comes to my mind immediately is things like with with um, user spaces. You know, they, they've some of these services have completely um, easily allow and are now easily allowing us to use maybe more complex APIs in a much easier fashion. It is it has opened the door to onboarding, um, not not just onboarding staff, but onboarding and keeping them. I've I've seen time and time again. Oh yeah, we we just hired this new Python programmer. No, he didn't. He or she didn't know IBM I, but they were productive like the next week because of these SQL services using the database connection methodologies, and they discover the data as they need to. Yeah. So it's 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 you've really you've really put the you know you've put the you've you've up rooted the paradigm into a much better you know into a much better place i should say i like to be disruptive so thank you charlie as long as long as we are using it by the way well sure and and as you talk about using it um i think here's my sql challenge look at your select list look at your predicate and there's probably room for improvement you know do you always have an order by you should on your select list, are you using built-in functions and the transformative nature of the language or are you just returning columns? So think of final output, think of better data than you've ever seen before. Um, the sky's the limit, dear friend, um, whether it's bringing order to the IBM I, I talk about uh, the last conference taming the IFS with SQL services. By the end of the class, they're all like, get out of my way. I wanna go connect to my IBM I and start doing this. <laughs> So what else? Could, what else do you want to talk about? We we talk about we started with B sides. Yeah, what I got one for you, man. You want to share with us here. So so these are a little older. So they're they have they're like some of our songs. Um, they don't have, have to be brand new. So in a fifty two fifty, I think anybody who's used a fifty two fifty has used the F nine key, right? You you retrieve absolutely. Because, yeah. So the and some years ago, we enhanced it to have F8. So you can you 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 press the F9 just way too fast, and then F8 lets you go the other direction. That was that was the A side. So the B side is, um, I don't know if many people know that the F9 was enhanced when we did F8. So you can type in a leading character in F9, and you'll go right to the previous commands that match your leading characters. That's a good hidden gem right there. I think so too. So that's my B side, at least the first one. The second one is ACS. You know, everybody knows I love ACS for, for so many reasons, but here's the B side version, printer output. Using that instead of work spool file changed my life. Um, I had data rendered so that I could see it more easily in larger format, in PDF format, I could share it. I became more productive thanks to ACS and printer output. Um, Navigator. On, under Navigator, there's a section right in the middle, and I don't think it gets noticed, but it's called My Stuff. So we've architected within Navigator for the Navigator user to very quickly and easily go to the things that belong to them. So, so give that some attention. Um, rightfully so, I know performance get most of the attention and the active jobs and, and yada, 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 disk status, all this stuff. Great, great, great. But um, you know, there's a B side sitting there, and that my stuff. What a way to create a subset of exactly what you're working on to to really to and to improve your entire experience using the using the product and navigating the system as a whole. 
My last one here is under ACS, under schemas. So this is a very database thing. For procedures, functions, views, and tables, if you right-click on any of those objects in, in any of those libraries or schemas, there's an option to query and run SQL scripts. We will build the query for you, open the run SQL scripts um, window and populate it. And with a connection, you're ready to go. So you don't have to start from scratch on SQL. Scott, this is awesome. This is really so great to me because I think, you know, just like if you think of a, of a grand piano and, you know, on the hands, in the hands of a maestro, we can you know, do amazing things. I mean, I, I can hear the, uh, the Turkish march by Mozart all day long. And it's just, it's a wonderful composition. I, I, I can maybe do Mary had a little lamb, maybe if I, if I try really hard, but I guess my point to that is we have now the tools here and the resources here to do amazing things with, with, with our applications. And it's really, it's um, incumbent upon us to, to understand what, what the B side tools are out there because they, they provide as much value in my view, as anything on the A side as well, providing you know, you know how to use them creatively. And I'll, I'll just add to that, that like we saw with the music, if you share what you learn with others, it, you will ha have an enhanced experience. Like uh, the, the, the music that we shared back and forth and why we enjoyed it. Now I have a different appreciation for it. Um, sharing that how-to information amongst colleagues in different ways, have uh, managers who are on the call, you know, fund some lunch and learns for people so that they they come to the table and then do this sort of sharing back and forth and the the, the whole team will benefit. And I'm going to give a quick shout out to your uh, to your 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 GitHub, your gists. Oh, thanks. Why don't you just tell people uh, a little bit about that in 30 seconds or less? Yeah, so I I am the SQL tutor in DB2Fry and the whole idea there is people contact me with um, request for help with SQL, like can SQL do this? Can it do that? My answer is, of course, usually yes. Um, and I decided to share the outcome of those interactions in a place where anyone in the community could find them. Um, so SQL for everyone, and they're they're all somebody had a problem or a challenge, and there here's the SQL solution. So working SQL in GitHub under the gists. You can find it by uh, just Google DB2Fry SQL Tutor. You'll come to a site that's the aggregation of it. So it's easier to navigate than going to GitHub itself um, and have a little fun with SQL. Um, that's the whole idea there, Charlie. There's over a hundred of them. Wow. So there's something for everybody, in other words. At least something for everybody. Um, and it, it, even if you just want to learn SQL, you know, grow your proficiency with, with another technical topic, how do we do that? It's by repetition, right? That's how you learned all that great piano music you talked about. You practiced. You found time for it every day or or whatever cadence. So uh, that's that's one of my um, hints to those listening. How do I how do you get better at it? Use the best tools. Run SQL scripts is my favorite. Um, do it frequently um, and demonstrate success to yourself and 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 others, and you'll feel good about doing it again. Scott, that was. Uh... Perfectly said. Thank you for <laughs> thank you for that, and thank you on behalf of the IBMI community for providing all that value to us, especially at the right price, especially. But I really yeah. <laughs> I, I want to echo what Scott said because I, I have actually myself gone to those and I've gotten some great ideas. And even if you don't just do a copy and paste, it gives you it just gives you um, 
good fodder for for future de development. So thank you again for that, Scott. You're very welcome. Um, you can comment on those, and uh, a person commented on one of the those just 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 this week, and and his point was, hey, this this example where you're showing how to convert um, non date data into dates. You know, there's an example that shows that. Um, he said, it doesn't work for me because I use a different format for my date. I was using ISO instead of USA. There are different formats for dates. So uh, we had a nice back and forth and I, I showed him how he could overcome it. And um, I got something out of it. And now the, the gist is improved. Just thinking out loud, just to wrap this up, Scott, I, I wonder if we, if we just go back to our original conversation about B-size and albums, things like that. I wonder what the album art would be for my BMI <laughs> seven five, if we had to pick something or pick a pick a a, a, a genre perhaps or something like that, what, what do you? I'll put you on the spot. What do you think a good album cover would be? An album art for for seven five. Oh boy, I wish I I had uh, had a good comeback right now. Um, hmm. Well, that's okay. We can we can save that for another discussion too. But it's... Uh, I do I did save one bonus B B side though. Okay. So, um, um, another artist I enjoy is David Bowie. Sure. You've heard of him? Uh, maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> so Suffragette City, that song rocks. And it was a B-side. There's no way that that's a B-side. I don't well, know. see. It's written down right here. Uh, Suffragette City. Um, <laughs> crazy, but crazy awesome. Crazy. Take the time to listen to those B-sides. Absolutely. Listen to the B-sides. I think we're not doing these justice, all these things we spoke about in IBMI about calling them B-sides, but they're B-sides in, in, in that they're not, they're maybe a little overshadowed, but it doesn't mean they're no less valuable than, you know, the the A the A-sides, if you will. Scott, what can I say? It's, it is always a pleasure to chat with you, for sure. And I want to thank you very much for your time and for sharing your your knowledge with us and Hey, you're welcome. It's, it's a pleasure, Charlie, as always. So thank, thank you and have a good one. Thank you, everybody. Uh, just as a quick reminder, please visit the Tech Channel website. There's lots of other good information out there. There's a wealth of other podcasts and articles and blogs. Really, really worth your time. And until next time, everybody, see you, see you again. Bye now.